Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, so listen, everybody's going to come out today with their show and be like, big coverage of last night's debate. Nah, F that. Folks, it was boring. I'm sorry. Well, so why should we watch your show? Uh, hopefully because you like me and our coverage. It was boring. I'm sorry it was boring. I'm not here to give anybody like bullshit hot takes for clips. It was boring. I, it really was. I, I, I Without Trump on the stage, and it's not even like, I guess you all know, you probably already know I'm a Trump supporter. I get that. But it was just boring. Trump has reset the political dynamic where people expect a different performance value. Oh, Dan, it's about the issues. Folks, is it really about the issues? Let me ask you a question quick. Answer in five seconds. What issue stood out to you last night? Okay, thanks. Nothing, right? What stood out to you? you nobody, if I gave you 10 minutes, you could think about it. People remember personalities. All this bullshit you're going to hear from all these commentators. I want to hear about the, nobody wants to hear about the issues. You know what they're there to be? You want the straight truth? Cut all the bullshit. They're there to be entertained. And they want someone they can relate to. I'm like, yeah, I can have a beer with that guy. But who also gives off and exudes some power and authority who could be president. That's it. That's a debate. All that other stuff is bullshit. We want to hear about the issues. Really? Trump won every one of those debates. He, he, he totally blew a number of questions on issues. The nuclear triad. Number, it's all about the issues. No, it isn't. You, that's all bullshit. It, people do too much cable news commentary. And they try, you know what it is? They want to make themselves appear serious to listeners. Oh, it's about the substance and the issues. Get the fuck out. It is, it's not about any of that. That's why last night, if there was a winner, if there was a winner of last night's debate, Vivek won. You don't have to take my word for it. I'm a Trump supporter. I'm just telling you. Vivek won. Why? Go to Twitter. He was trending number one. He was the most internet search person. I'm not even a fan of Drudge, but he's winning on the Drudge poll, which is all lefties now. How, what other metric could you possibly want that the guy won? Oh, he won on the issues. Which issue did he win on? Someone tell me. <laughs> he was the best performer. That's it, man. All right, we got a lot to cover. I got a big, big, big show today. A lot to cover. Folks, blackout coffee, as you can tell, a lot of sniffs left in this blackout coffee. I had about 22 cups. I'm kidding. I did it. Three. Are you tired of the same old monotonous liberal flavored coffee brands? Try this stuff. Blackout coffee. It's my personal favorite. Listen, Paula's Colombian, man. She don't tolerate bad coffee. This is the best coffee out there. Not only love America, but they love coffee. They're 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support and shipping. I know the owner. He's got an amazing work ethic. And they're dedicated to two things. This country, an amazing, robust, vibrant coffee, coffee, beans, ground coffee. They've got it all. Do me a favor. Check them out at blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee is a real deal. We had a lot of coffee companies selling themselves to us. This one was the best. They remain true to our values. Here's the website again, blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Big show today, Joseph. Let's go. It's showtime, Dan. Yes, and it sir, is it is. Joe agrees with me 100% because yep. we were just chatting before the show. Folks, listen, I can give you all this winners and losers talk. I put it in the uh, title of the show. But the hard reality is the winner last night is, is Trump. Oh, Dan, you're a Trump supporter. No, I'm just telling you from pure political tactics. Gee, if I'm wrong, call bullshit. Donald Trump is up by 40 points. His biggest contender last night was Ron DeSantis. 
Ron DeSantis disappeared on stage, and now Vivek and Ron are going to fight it out for the number two spot. That's just what happened. You don't have to take it from me. I love Ron DeSantis, the greatest governor in the country. There's not even a close second. The guy is going to be the future of the Republican Party. But last night, Ron DeSantis did okay. He did not do bad, but Ron DeSantis can't do okay because politics isn't about doing okay. Politics is about the big mo and momentum. And the big mo momentum comes from being relatable but entertaining. Uh, entertaining, what is this, the gladiator arena? Yeah. Well, that's kind of Manichaean. Yep. No, people want to hear about the issues. Please get the f- out of here. That's not what people give a shit about. Folks, they don't. You, you might. You're here along with 33,000 others four minutes in who thank you for your loyalty yesterday after yesterday's tech meltdown, by the way. I appreciate that. You you probably do care. The hard reality is up on the stage outside of foreign policy where, yes, there are significant differences. Outside of foreign policy, there's almost no difference from any of the candidates. They're all going to tell you they support school choice, tax cuts, balanced budgets. You've heard it a thousand times. Have you not? Well, tell me what candidate came out last night and said, I support more government spending, higher taxes, and public schools are awesome. Did anyone say that? No, no, they didn't. So if you're not voting on the issues, what are you voting on? You're voting on relatability and performance. This, the talking head bullshit on the air this morning was revolting. Uh, folks, it was. I'm really sorry. But most of the people, I think it's because I ran for office three times. And lost. And I'm telling you, you learn more by losing than you ever do by winning. What happened last night with DeSantis is a perfect example. The guy, I, I, don't, I don't think he's ever lost a race for political love. He won by 20 points in Florida. And you know what? He learned all the wrong lessons. I got a lot to get to on this, but on the DeSantis point last night, I'm going to, folks, I'm, I got a lot of energy today. I've been like beaming to get on the air. I'm dead serious. You saw me in the chat at like 10, 15 this morning. <laughs> For those of you who get here early, that's that's me. You know, I'm a D. Bongino show. That's me. Ron DeSantis needs to get back to Ron DeSantis. He won an election by 19 points in Florida, almost 20 points, which is ridiculous, ob- obscene. That never happens in Florida. You win by one point in Florida, you're a superhero as a Republican. He won by 20. What got Ron DeSantis there was being a ball buster. Ron DeSantis, unfortunately, is now playing it safe. You can't play it safe when you're losing. Listen, to the governor's team, you probably don't give a flying shit about my advice. Please take it. I am a Trump supporter. I love you guys, too. And I'd like, I want to see Trump win, but I'd like to see you have a big future because you're an amazing conservative. Please take my advice. Cut the bullshit. You're listening to way too many people in his ear on every answer. He needs to get back to doing the Ron DeSantis strikes again. Where Ron DeSantis says to the media and starts kicking ass again. He needs to get out in front of the camera and say, you know what? I am down 30 points. And you know why? I swear if he did this, this shit for him would turn around tomorrow. He needs to get out in front of the camera and say, I listened to too many people. They're all in my ear telling me what I should and shouldn't do. You know what? That's on me. I own it. It's the Ron DeSantis campaign, not the Ronnie Bag of Donuts campaign. And I played it safe, and that was a mistake. From this point forward, if we lose, we're going down swinging, and we're going to start kicking some freaking ass again. That's what we're going to do. The guy jumped 10 points in the ball. I don't think he'd beat Trump. Uh, and again, I'm a Trump supporter. But, I'm, folks, I'm not here to bullshit you either. 
Okay? There are DeSantis supporters. I'll watch this show, and I love having you here. He's an awesome governor. But we can't, let's not lie to each other either. The campaign, I heard it said yesterday, I think it was Kellyanne Conway. No one had a better 2022 than Ron DeSantis, and no one had a worse 2023. Folks, the numbers don't lie. We can sit here and bullshit each other all day. Oh, you know, listen, he's doing great. He's not doing great. And last night he did okay. And you can't just do okay. You can't. You can't just do okay. Let me, Guy, can I go out of order here? I don't mean to screw up the whole show. Can you play the clip of the hand-raising thing where DeSantis looks uncertain? This is what I'm talking about. A question is asked. It's a very simple question. And I want you to watch DeSantis. This moment's going to do some real damage. Again, he doesn't look like the Ron DeSantis of old who should have just popped his hand up as a yes. It looks indecisive. And now DeSantis supporters are like, oh, he looks indecisive. And DeSantis haters are like, wow, he really looks indecisive. When they're both saying the same thing, you're not doing it right. Yeah, watch this. You see what I mean? You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. You, you see what I'm talking about? I say this with a pure heart. You know where I stand. He's welcome, the governor, on my show. He will get an absolute fair shake. I, I don't talk to Trump about Ron DeSantis. I won't talk to, uh, I, I don't talk about DeSantis when Trump's on. I won't talk about Trump to DeSantis. You will have an absolute fair shake. Uh, he's done a great job. You you just can't do that. That is, what, what do I tell you all the time on the show? You P1s out there in Chatsters, 47,000 now watching. Now we're not even 10 minutes in. What do I tell you all? What are the most damaging political narratives in the world? Ones that change your pre-existing notion of who a candidate is. DeSantis is a ball buster. He is a fire starter. He's freaking Drew Barrymore in fire starter. That's what he does. You can't beat a guy with the shaky hand. You can't beat a guy giving canned answers. He could, it's not, he can't just be okay. Now the problem, and this is why Trump is, Trump runs away with this last night. He runs away with it. Because even though he wasn't there, and I think the views on the Tucker thing are being uh, exaggerated. They're, you know, I'm listen, it was viewed by a lot of people, and I'm glad he did the Tucker interview. I would have liked to have had it myself, probably a little candid, probably a little envy there, but good for Tucker for getting the interview. And it was viewed by a lot of people. But Trump is the clear runaway winner last night because what Trump wants to avoid, pay attention, this is important. He wants to avoid a mano a mano. He doesn't want a one-on-one. -on -one. He wants a one versus 10. And what happened last night is the mano a mano between him and DeSantis. And why does the mano a mano not work for Trump? Because after Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire, everyone's going to drop out because they're going to run out of money. You following me? At that point, if DeSantis is close, it's a dogfight and you get a Barack Obama Hillary thing where it goes all the way to the end. That's what Trump doesn't want. It costs money and time. He wants to wrap it up early. So he wants to make sure the number two lane, the runner up, is always changing. Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis. That way they never get close to him. They stay in this thing the entire time, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to waste money beating them up because they're beating themselves up for number two, not for number one. You dig? And last night, Vivek was the standout. 
I don't care if you support him or not. I'm not asking you to support anyone. You know where I stand. I've said it a hundred times. I'm telling you, Vivek was the standout because I believe in data and receipts. He was trending on Twitter. He was trending on social. He was all over truth last night as well. Vivek won just about every single straw poll that came out. And every single focus group is like, I like this guy. Now, to be fair in my criticism to all of these guys, um, Vivek's got to work on some stuff too. Vivek comes off sometimes way too canned. And I think it's a huge mistake. Again, Vivek started as this fresh kind of young face in the race. And I'm friends with this guy, but I owe you the truth. And he's starting to sound canned on a lot of these things. You, you know what? Just be yourself. Yourself is what got you to where you were. And I don't mean that in some cliche, just be let Reagan be Reagan. No, I mean, be your actual true self that you started the race with. When you spoke off the cuff and you said things, I'm not saying don't think things through. There's too much, there's too much finger licking, I think, going on. That's going to be a mistake too. Lick the finger, where's the wind blowing? Don't do that. Don't do that. I let people get in my ear. I made a huge mistake on an abortion question on NPR a long time ago when I was running for office. And it wasn't how I felt. And folks, I regretted it. I regret it to this day. I'm still talking about it. Here's the thing about stating what your true position is. If you state what your true position is on an issue, you'll never have to remember what your true position is or what you told last time because you didn't lie about it. If I ask you your kid's name, you don't have to think about it, right? The thing about the finger licking that I think is going on with not just him, but a lot of these candidates now, Tim Scott just disappeared on the stage. last. He didn't even know he was there. Totally disappeared on the stage. For a guy with such an incredible backstory, because they're too canned. They're too canned. The finger licking, what happens is you changing your way on every issue. You're making the assumption that voters are one issue voters. If I give the wrong answer on this, on guns, on Israel, on Ukraine, on China, everybody's going to leave. They are not going to leave. There are very few people who vote on one issue. Just answer like you would answer so you don't have to remember your answers to keep up with the answers you didn't mean. That's why Trump was the huge winner. And I got to say, after last night, uh, I think my, you know, me changing my position on that was correct. Why would he show up? Everyone's now going to duke it out for second place. And someone said yesterday on a cable news channel, um, they said something like, you want Trump to show up at the next debate? Close the 40 point gap. I promise he'll show up. But I can promise you today, Vivek's going to move up. DeSantis is probably going to hold or move down and Trump ain't going to show up at the second one either. A couple more thoughts on this last night. It's time for Asa Hutchinson to get out of the race. It's embarrassing. If you're like, who's Asa Hutchinson? Exactly. I made my point. No one even knew he was on the stage last night. There is absolutely no lane for this guy. He's not going to get a cable news host job. MSNBC doesn't like him. Republicans don't like him. Libertarians don't like him. Conservatives don't like him. People from Arkansas don't even like him. There, dude, am I lying? There's no lane for Asa Hutchinson at all. And the None. rest don't know him. No, they don't know him. It's a, Joe said it right. It's not even that they don't like him. They don't even know him. I would have much preferred Larry Elder on the stage who at least stirs some shit up. You know, Asa was like, was he even there last night? Like, what happened? Was that like a cardboard cutout? And Doug Bergram sounds like a great guy, busted up his Achilles yesterday. But, 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 dude, it's time to go. It's time to go. I'm all about representative democracy. I can't tell you what to do. I'm just saying, like, you're sucking up donor money. You're sucking up volunteers. 
And these are all limited items. And you're just wasting people's time. You are. You're not going to win. You're not even going to get 5% of the vote. So why are you here? You're not going to get a contributorship. Bergam doesn't need it. He's independently wealthy. They got to get out of the race. But I'll get to some more video of this in a second. But if I had to play a few winners last night, Ramaswamy, I think, won the debate, again, just based on data. Data's got to matter. He was the most memorable, the most relatable, and he's entertaining. I, you know, I think Nikki Haley won the, was a winner last night, too, only because she didn't lose. Nikki Haley, it's clear as day right now, is not running for president, okay? Nikki Haley is running for vice president. Nikki Haley last night, again, she's another one licking the finger. Where I get it. She changes her positions all the time, too. Uh, and going after Trump pretty ruthlessly, like she did afterwards, after he put his faith in you, is kind of like a, a loser move, in my opinion. But Haley, I think, won last night because she didn't lose. I honestly think everybody up on the stage last night comes out of this worse. Chris Christie's just a slob. He looked like a total ass last night. A Pence was, for, I mean, a Pence, Pence a nice guy. Pence has to go. Pence has no, there's no grassroots support for him at all. He does not stand out for a guy with his pedigree. Last night should have been the end of it. And again, I think DeSantis loses because he didn't win. DeSantis had a show last night that he was the rock star. He was the guy. He was the one-on-one -on -one guy who could take on the Lion King, Trump, who's 40 points ahead. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it when he had the opportunity. You got to be bold, man. You can't play not to lose when you're not winning. Think about what I just said. You can't play not to lose when you're not winning. And when you're not winning by 40, you definitely can't play not to lose. Here's what I mean uh, to last night about Vivek and how Christie just looked terrible. Play that cut we had originally lined up, uh, number one. Here's Christie looking like a pompous ass just going, this guy just looks terrible. He thinks this is flattering. It's not. It's goofy. Check this out. I know a lot There's better. A difference between I know, behavior. And I know a lot better than you do. You've never done it like you've never done anything to try to advance the interests of this government except to put yourself forward as a candidate tonight. And here's the thing. We've stood up for law and order. I did it as U.S. attorney. I did it as governor. And I am not going to bow to anyone when we have a president of the United States who disrespects the Constitution. He said, he said, he said, I said to Guy during the break, I said, my gosh, 60,100 people, only 20 minutes in, that's huge. He goes, yeah, just like Christie. Dude, the guy just, he's not doing himself any favors. He looks ridiculous. It's clear he's on stage just to yell at everyone else. And my, my listen, because I'm a facts and data guy, if Chris Christie thought this worked, he did the same thing to Marco Rubio in the last debate, in the last uh, uh, in the election in uh, 2016. Excuse me. Remember where did it get Chris Christie? What he finished seventh in uh, New Hampshire, whatever. It's not working. Like try something else. Try not to be the. I'm the loud bombastic guy. I'm not running for president. Okay, that may work for me. It just doesn't work for this guy anymore. It worked in New Jersey because he ran a local campaign about New Jersey working values, kind of like DeSantis ran a Florida centric campaign about Florida values. That does not mean it's going to play nationally, folks. These guys got to get this out of their heads. They're not running Florida, New Jersey campaigns. Listen, that's one thing I, I developed the national audience, man. Uh, you know, they haven't. I may have lost political races, but I got two shows kicking ass across the whole country. It's not because I'm pandering to people. It's because people crave authenticity and relatability.
And Christie's shown absolutely none of it. He's really a sad candidate. I got another clip of that. And then Nikki and Vivek going at it. It's just a very, it was a very, very weird night. And again, I thought the debate overall, I'm sorry. I thought it was really unmemorable outside of a few moments. And uh, I, no one's going to take out Trump with that kind of bullshit. You're just not. I, all everybody could think of last night. You know how many times I heard from Paula? Man, how much more fun would this be with Trump here? I mean, that, that's what you're thinking about. Wasn't that what everybody was thinking about? Come on. Even if you're a DeSantis supporter, you know you're welcome here. Like I said, great governor. Tell me you weren't thinking that last night. And if you're thinking that, it's a problem for your guy, not for Trump. It's a problem. I love the guy. I want him to have a future, but he's got to do better. Last night was not a good night. I don't care what anybody tells you. They're lying to you. And I'm not here to do that. Let me take a quick break and I got some more video for you. Innovation Refund has been helping small businesses to qualify to get a business payroll tax refund through the ERC, the Employee Retention Credit. The ERC is a tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. So if you own a business with more than five employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refunds and their independent tax attorneys are dedicated to helping business owners navigate the complex filing process. You have a CPA that says you might not qualify? Well, get a second opinion. Innovation Refunds team will collaborate with your CPA to assess your eligibility. They've already helped thousands of eligible businesses apply for the ERC. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to determine eligibility. If you qualify, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Go to innovationrefunds.com or dial 1-843-REFUNDS. That's innovationrefunds.com or 1-843-REFUNDS. Thanks, Innovation Refunds. Uh, here's, a, here's another moment last night. Again, showing you the response to Christie last night, who's trying to be, and I listen, I, you know I don't like Chris Christie. That's fairly obvious. But again, I'll give the guy a fair shake. He's welcome on my radio show. He doesn't want to come on. That's why I don't think like his bravado and this fake BS, oh, look at me, I'm a big guy, I'm so intimidating. It's all bullshit. I've seen that a thousand times. I've invited him on, Tucker's invited him on, Levin's invited him on, and he keeps chumping out. You're such a badass, you don't want to come on the show. I promised you an honest interview. I promised you that. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about stuff, but you want to come on? No, I don't want to come on. You only meant to go on Friendly Outlets. Yet, this is why nobody likes him. Here he was just roundly booed. And remember this, every political campaign is two things. Sound bites and snapshots. Nobody's going to remember the white paper you presented on China policy. No one's going to remember any of that. People want to be entertained because they want a snapshot and a soundbite. And if this is your your snapshot and your soundbite, it ain't good. Check this out. Sorry, you, you make me laugh because go, you, go sit, you, sit, you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Right, that's it's not going to work. It's not going to. That's the soundbite you want. That's it. I'm going to ask you again for like the 20th time because you matter to me. And I want you to just dump everything you're hearing on cable news right now because it is all bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, people don't know what they want. It's up to politicians to give them what they know they want, not what people tell you they want. Oh, that's dumb. No, it's not. Nobody knew they wanted a pet rock in the 70s either. Joe, remember the pet rock? Who sure the did. hell was calling for a freaking pet rock? You could have won your backyard and grabbed one for free. And a bunch of people paid in today's dollars, five to 10 bucks for a freaking pet rock. You know why? 
Someone made you believe you wanted a pet rock. Politicians, their job is to let you know what you need from them. You never knew you needed Donald Trump in the race until 2016 when a guy got on stage and just played a wrecking ball to everyone else. And some people were like, matter of fact, most of them, because he won the primaries, were like, holy shit, maybe we need a wrecking ball right now. I will never forget being in a, a focus, uh, not a, a focus group, a, a conservative group in D.C. talking about focus group stuff. It was some diehard conservatives. Alan West was in there, Jenny Thomas and some others. And we were talking about after Romney lost. And this focus group dude kind of came in and it was like he got laughed out of there because the whole presentation was about how voters say they don't care about immigration, which we all were in the room like, wait, what? Because I've actually knocked on voters' doors having run for office. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And in the next election, Donald Trump runs on what? Build a wall and wins states we've never won before. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. It is not about the issue. I know that's hard to hear. I know that's hard to hear because you in the audience are substance-based people because you're really involved. The average voter does not give a shit about most of these things. They care about their kitchen table, their kids, and someone fighting for them. That's it. That's it. And nobody really stood out last night and nailed any of that. I'm sorry. A lot of it was just, a lot of it was just boring. A couple things happened too with um, Fox. Fox not mentioning the Tucker interview, I think was kind of petty, uh, candidly, and just embarrassing. I, listen, I have a lot of friends there. I worked there a long time. I got no beefs, okay? I've always said we need a healthy Fox along with a healthy Newsmax and a healthy OAN because what else are we going to do? But some of the decisions are just really weird. Not mentioning the Trump interview on Tucker was just weird. It, it really, it's just weird. You're a news channel, okay? He's the, he's, he's the likely Republican nominee. You may not like it that they're a competitor, but folks, in case you think like, oh, Dan, you wouldn't do that if they were a competitor. Really? You want me to throw the bullshit flag right now? Hold on. I got one. Here it is. The bullshit flag's coming out. You know who the biggest competitor to Rumble is? Twitter. <laughs> I'm an equity holder in Rumble. Not that we can't both coexist. I mentioned it because doing the right thing isn't hard. Not mentioning it was weird. And then this happened last night. Don Jr. and Kim Guilfoyle. Why would you not let them in the spin room? Oh, well, Trump wasn't on the stage. Okay. That doesn't mean he doesn't exist. He's also the leading candidate for the presidency on the Republican side by, in, in some polls, 30 to 40 points. You're not interested in talking to his son and his son's fiance about, it's just weird. It's not even good TV. So here's Don, it, it, the security guy, apparently kicked him out of the spin room. This, this, does, this is a bad look. Check this out. Probably shouldn't surprise any of us, uh, but that's what it is. And I've been told by others that I would be able to go. So they said we weren't able to go in, and they said they weren't, but we're here. And the candidate that said you can't go in the spin room, they're telling me right now, Fox won't let me into the spin room. They're telling him, he works for security here, but they're telling him that I'm not allowed to go in there. Because the candidates that they've been boosting while simultaneously trying to cut down Trump for the last, what, two years, didn't perform as they had hoped. It's just not a good look, man. I mean, everybody's got to come together right now. Everybody's got to come together and put the petty grievances aside. Okay? This is not time for this. I've not been shown any animus to Fox, even though the negotiations didn't work out. You haven't seen me sitting here spending, wasting your time. I spoke about it for what? A day and a half? That was it. We moved on. I had no beef. 
You want to beef against me? Fine, go right ahead. I don't really care. I don't need anybody else. I'm here doing my own thing. There's a reason. But that's, that's just not smart. And it's just honestly bad TV. Would have been a great interview. It could have been, I mean, imagine having him, him and like a Vivek on camera at the same time. It would have blown through the roof. It's just bad business. All right, folks, I, you know, I hope I covered the debate as, as well as I could there. And I, I hope I didn't leave anything out. Honestly, I'd play more footage, but I'm just being candid with you. It's really a waste. Some of the stuff you saw last night was just, just weak. It really was. It was canned responses. It was stuff people clearly thought out. You don't think Christy, someone told Chris Christie in advance to use the chat GPT line against Vivek? And comparing Vivek to Obama was just stupid, in my humble opinion. Oh, the last guy who said he had a funny name and was skinny was Obama. Yeah, it's just, that's just lame. It was just like, that's just stupid, man. It was just a dumb comment. And the chat GPT line where Chris Christie said to Vivek, it's like, I'm talking to chat GPT guy. Again, just totally lame. I do want to play this one video before we take a quick break. Uh, this is a clip from Trump uh, on, uh, on Tucker yesterday. This is serious stuff. Listen to me. They know something. I've told you before, Trump's life is in actual danger. And people know it. The threat level, listen to me, please. His life is in real danger. It's not theoretical danger. It's not spreadsheet danger. There are very serious people from the Iranians on down to lunatics who would kill this guy in a heartbeat. And a lot of people in the inner circle, if you know what I mean, know it. I've had this conversation with a number of people. I'm not talking about Secret Service. I'm talking about other people who know. There's a reason Tucker Carlson asked this question last night. And I want you to pay very close attention to the answer about them being savages and sick because he's briefed on it all the time. Listen to this. I'm looking at the trajectory since 2015 when you got into politics, yeah. you know, for real. And then one. Uh, there, it started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left. And then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you? Honestly, uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. They are people who are really sick, folks. He's briefed on this all the time. He's briefed on it all the time. Everything I've told you about Trump's life being in danger is not some weak, like, oh, let me get, I don't need, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I don't need clicks. I don't, I don't need any of that. I need this guy to stay alive. And he's in real danger and he knows it. He's briefed on it. These people tell him what's going on and Tucker knows it too. He didn't ask that question by accident. I want to show you what we're up against coming up next. The kid sniffer, lying, plagiarizing, bribe taking, kitty shower taking, woman feeling, put you all back in chains. Barack Obama took a shower. Racist loser. Next. Because it's getting worse. And if these candidates on stage, you don't think they're ready for prime time, then they're not. We can't afford to be screwing around. Cutesy time is over. Way over. All right, I really appreciate your patience. These are our sponsors. We're here to talk to you. My pillow. We've all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and it continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about uh, speak about the My Slippers, super comfortable, my pillow 2.0 and more. 
Well, here's great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet they still provide that soft feel you look for in a towel, and they actually dry you. comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, regularly priced $79.98. For a limited time, you get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code DAN. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com or call 800-637-4982 and use promo code DAN to save 50% on MyPillow six-pack towel sets. It's just $39.99 for a set. The deal won't last long. Enter promo code DAN for this special and many more. Thanks a lot to MyPillow. We appreciate it. And finally, today, our last sponsor, the USCCA. That is the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Listen, it's as simple as this. You own a gun for protection? You better join the USCCA, Concealed Carry Association. People like you and me can't risk it. Imagine getting ripped away from your family and rotting in prison because you used the gun in self-defense. You've seen the headlines. You know it's true. If a good guy with a gun defends himself, he might find himself in jail, locked up, not the criminal. The justice system is not your friend here. It's not a friend of gun owners. Even if you do everything right, you can still find yourself in handcuffs. That's why I'm a member of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. You should be too. Owning a gun isn't enough anymore. I made the responsible choice to be prepared before, during, and after a self-defense incident. This is critical. How? As a member, I'm able to take full advantage of USCCA's education, training, and legal prep. Now's the time for you to do the same. Plus, new members get a free Pelican gun vault just for joining today. It's pretty cool. And check this out. Joining as a platinum or elite level member gets you a second bonus 100% free. So you'll be getting life-saving education, training, legal preparation, the Pelican gun vault, and a USCCA survival kit. Claim yours today by visiting uscca.com slash Bongino and get signed up. Again, claim yours today by visiting uscca.com slash Bongino and getting signed up today. Is there, you have to scroll on that more? Is there, again, that's uscca.com slash Bongino. Go there now for the peace of mind you've been searching for. Sorry, my eyes are not too great anymore. It's a great uh, organization, folks. Don't get into an incident uh, without them at your back. Okay, here's what we're up against. We are up against the worst president ever. The kid sniffer, the, ch- the kid showerer, the woman feeler, the bribe taker, the sociopath, the plagiarist, and the country cannot survive four more years of this guy. We can't. We will be a far different place. Just want some quick video. Here, the media is now, even local media, are finally starting to tell the truth about how bad things are. Here's Bidenomics in action. People are now taking loans to live. What do you mean? To live on the high life? No, no, no. To live for like basic living expenses because the dollar's value is deflated away so bad due to inflation. The balloon is shrinking while prices are increasing. Watch this. More Americans are turning to loans to help pay for everyday expenses. But a new survey from the Federal Reserve shows more loan applications are being rejected by major financial institutions. Auto loan requests and credit card limit increase requests, they're also at record highs, Hmm. highlighting some of the financial pressure that Americans are facing. Folks, loans to live, man. That's where we are right now. That's how bad inflation is eating away people's pocketbooks. We cannot afford to lose this. Here, it gets worse. I want you to watch this segment from Fox News about housing. Folks, if you can't buy a house or find yourself some basic, uh, I mean, this is the source of most Americans' wealth, the housing market. If you can't buy one, you're never going to get ahead, and you're definitely not going to pass down any generational wealth. Here, watch this. This is how bad the housing market is right now, what the average cost of the house is and how much money you need for your monthly payment. Take a look. This is a 
concerning reality. Uh, we tried to put this together for people to look at and sort of digest the environment. Um, right now, the average home price in America, if you can believe this, it's a, it's 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 gone beyond four hundred thousand right. dollars. Um, that is really something. Um, with it, with a typical down payment. Mortgage rates is 6.6%. Um, to, mat, to meet your monthly payments on a new home purchase like that, you would need a salary of over $165,000 right. in this country. Right. Um, that is the reality of the situation. That is why that affordability is going to levels we've not well, seen Well, it's the before. lowest ever. The Goldman Sachs affordability uh, index is at the lowest ever, 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 ever. I'll put it another way for you. Let's just say you want to buy a house, right? And you and you want to put 20% down. Your average payment right now for the average person out there would be $2,300 a month. Before the COVID, wow. it was $900 a month. Folks, this economy sucks, sucks, it sucks. It doesn't stink. It sucks. You don't like that word? You're not living in the same economy we are. The economy sucks. It is in awful shape. And the story gets worse. This is who we're running against. This is why these guys on stage got to be ready for the big time or kindly step off the stage. Asa, Bergram and others, it's time to go. You got your shot last night. The momentum didn't happen. It's time to go. We don't have time. And listen, that may not be a popular opinion, but this is donor money. It's this stuff all matters. Activists, their time, the volunteers, airtime. Plus the next debate, I'd like to see it leaned out to serious candidates. If Trump doesn't show up, fine. Get DeSantis on the stage, Vivek, Haley, and Scott. I don't think the rest of them have a shot. They're all just screwing around. This is serious stuff. Someone sent this to me yesterday. A guy, uh, was that John Harold or something? Forgive me, I'm forgetting his name, but tweeted to me yesterday. And he said, hey, Dan, is this normal? They found this email. Now, let me be say candidly, I know the people in this email. Matter of fact, well, worked with them for a long time. And they said, is this normal? You're not going to hear this anywhere else. The answer up front is no. Well, what? Folks, this is an email they found to the Robert L. Peters Address. I'm going to play a Newsmax clip from this in a minute. Some great work by Marco Polo. Didn't get enough credit, by the way, and James Rosen on this. But this is an email where they're requesting to sign off protection for uh, Natalie Biden and Hunter Biden. And what they're doing is they're saying we don't wish for we don't want protection during this trip during this time. So someone said to me, Dan, is this normal, folks? Signing off protection, in my experience, meaning we don't want the protective detail here, but we want it to pick up again later, only happens for basically one reason, in my experience. Well, well anyone in the chat have a guess as to what it is? Why, well, let's just say um, you're, uh, you're the head of Burkina Faso, right? You're the Burkina Faso, uh, the head of government, right? And you, yes, yes, rump of steel skin says you're trying to hide something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just read the names. Yes, sir. I have never, ever seen them sign off like this for family members of the vice president. Again, I know the guys in this detail. Now, the president cannot sign off. The president cannot sign off protection. It doesn't matter. But the rest of them can. This is super weird that on this foreign trip, they didn't want them to have protection for what looks appears to be four days. That says to me, ladies and gentlemen, something was up. That's why this Robert Peters email is going to have the keys to all of the kingdom in it. 
this 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 alias Joe Biden was using. There is zero doubt in my mind they were up to something. I only remember one protectee doing it during my time. Not going to say who it was, but I was told it's because he's a slumlord in New York and went to go collect the rent and he was embarrassed. I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't know because they signed off and I wasn't there. And it surprised everyone. The detail leader's like, hey, we're good today. I go, what do you mean we're good? He signed off. What do you mean he signed off? I only heard later it was like some slumlord thing. You don't sign off unless you're up to shady stuff. Here's what makes me believe this is going to get even worse for Biden. This is a great report from James Rosen at Newsmax. He's talking about this other email address, this Robert Peters email address, a fake name Biden used. By the way, hat tip Marco Polo found this a while ago too. And where they hid this email address. They're like, oh, was it a Hillary Clinton thing? No, no, it was a government email. So it was what? Dot EOP, executive office of the president, dot white house, dot gov. No, no. They hid Biden's email in DISA. What's DISA? Exactly. They thought you'd never find it. Listen to this. That issue is a set of emails that one of Vice President Biden's staff aides, John S. Flynn, uh, sent to Mr. Biden in the spring of 2016, prepping the boss for various meetings with top Ukrainian officials and which used the vice president's hidden account, the address for which was robert.l.peters at pci.gov. As you can see, Flynn also copied Hunter Biden, a private citizen, at a time when the latter served on the board of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Now Newsmax has learned through intelligence community sources that it was an elite IT unit of the Defense Department that hosted the email domain for the Robert Peters address. The agency's stated missions, however, call into question whether its involvement in the provision of a hidden email account for the vice president for such purposes was appropriate, given that the office of the vice president is not in the chain of command and possesses no statutory authority or duties relating to the armed forces beyond the nomination of candidates for the service academies. The Defense Information Systems Agency, or DISA, describes itself as a combat support agency, quote, conducting operations to enable lethality across all warfighting domains, defending the DOD network from cybersecurity threats, attacking our nation's warfighters. Do you see why they hit it there? Everybody's going through these machinations about why was it in DISA? The defense, intelligence, strategic, whatever thing. Why was it? Because no one thought they would find it there. That's why don't, don't get overly complicated about it. You act like Biden's smart. He needed a secret web address within the government domain to conduct business that he thought no one would look. So he set up a fake email in an agency he thought no one would find. So how did they find it? Because his idiot son dropped this freaking laptop off and left it there with all these emails on there. That's how they would have never found it otherwise. That's how they found the Robert Peters thing. And then the FOIA produced this. Folks, this thing has just started. Oh, by the way, when did you catch it, guys, in that thing? What were the emails through the DISA PCI address to Robert Peters? What were they about? Oh, Ukraine. We have just scratched the surface, man. How do I know that? Elizabeth Stauffer at the Washington Examiner. Apparently, Joe Biden is obsessed with and irritated by media coverage surrounding his son. No one even wants to mention it around them. Look, the article's in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. He is freaking out over this. Why? Because he thinks he's in no trouble? Why would he be freaking out if he's not in trouble? He absolutely knows he's effed on this. He knows it. And he knows he damn well better get impeached. They said he's even more rattled because House investigators 
have begun to reveal evidence of his own complicity in his family's overseas business dealings. That's You see now why I get pissed off when I read these chat rooms and people are like, nothing's going to happen. Everybody stop. Listen, I get it. The Republican Party generally sucks. I mean, one of the rules of the show is most Republicans are really Democrats in D.C., but no Democrats are really Republican. But this is happening. Biden is clearly annoyed and irritated because he knows this stuff is surfacing every day. You'd rather not see it? I'm not talking to you in the audience. You all are great. I'm just saying, like, you go read chat rooms and you get these negative Nancys, you know, because everything is sucked in the past. They don't want to do anything in the future. That doesn't make any sense. This guy's hurting right now. He's in real trouble. He better be rattled. I mean, these emails are going to get, I'm telling you, surface, it is just scratch. You have no idea how bad this is going to get for Biden. He ain't going to be the nominee, folks. He ain't going to be the nominee. That explains, by the way, the COVID hysteria. I discussed this yesterday. The COVID hysteria is absolutely 100% a distraction right now. I have zero doubt. Nobody actually believes these masks work or do anything. I want to relitigate that whole segment yesterday. But the COVID hysteria has one purpose. They need the police state back to do the mail-in balloting thing again, to keep Biden in the basement, to hopefully win the next election and keep Trump in jail and out of office. Here's CNN doing their part. August 23rd, I believe that was yesterday. If you're at a high risk of serious illness or death from COVID-19, it's time to dust off those N95 masks. I tweeted out yesterday, I'm going to say today, a language alert. Um, you can go fuck yourself. Thanks. We will not be doing that. So, again, maybe we should have that shirt made up. What do you think? We won't be doing any of that, CNN, but thanks for your thoughts. We really appreciate that. You see why the COVID thing is now crazy? And don't comply. Do not comply with any of this. Do not comply. I'm sorry. If you comply, you're complicit in it. There are no easy choices here. You comply, you will be doing this for the rest of your life. Every single election, you will, every single election, they'll bring back the COVID boogeyman. Every single election. It also explains the doubling down of police state tyranny. Listen, yesterday was a dark day. I grew up in New York. New York is America's largest liberal city. I spent most of my life there. My heart will always be in New York. Folks, New Yorkers are different. They're like Texans. We're just different. You can probably tell by my demeanor and my generally bad temper. It's kind of a New York thing. But Rudy Giuliani saved America's most liberal big city from itself. He did. And now he finds himself in jail. William Upton, a National Post, covered this. Rudy Giuliani mugshot emerges as Democrats arrest the greatest ever U.S. mayor. You're damn right he was the greatest mayor ever. Look at these mugshots. Here's Giuliani. Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis. Folks, listen, take these mugshots, spread them around everywhere. The police state's here, man. It's not coming. It's not around the corner. It's not a year from now. The police state's here right now. That's a lineup of America's political prisoners. The constitutional public is dead now. We're now a country that has political prisoners. And you just saw three mugshots. There are more of them as well. There are more of them. Donald Trump, of course, is going to go today, turn himself in. Again, I encourage him strongly not to post bond. They want to F around and find out. Let him find out. The Secret Service. I saw someone tweeted online. 18 USC 3056. I told you I was right. They can shut that whole prison down. You want to dick around Fulton County Jail? 
You take over your whole prison. You're going to find a place for everyone else? I'm not sure. I doubt they're going to do it, but I think it's time. Folks, it's time because we're only steps away from what happened yesterday in Russia. We are. All right. This may not be a political assassination in that sense, but we're only steps away from what happened yesterday in Russia. The head of the Wagner Group, which is a group of uh, Wagner Group, which is a group of mercenaries that Vladimir Putin uses around the world to enforce his will. Uh, Prigozhin, who's the head of it, turned on him about a month and a half ago. In case you missed it, there was a uh, attempted coup. They stopped short of Moscow, but they really em- embarrassed Putin. Now, Putin needed the Wagner Group, so he, he had this temporary rapprochement. Hey, we're all going to smoke the peace pipe. No one who knows Putin thought that Prigozhin was going to get away with this. Well, yesterday, uh, we saw what happened with Prigozhin. This is plane was shot out of the sky. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm applying the Bongino rule strictly here because I'm not sure you're being told the whole story. This interview aired, this is before Prigozhin's uh, plane being shot. Notice I said his plane being shot out of the sky. But he was Putin when he was asked. It's in Russian, but you can see the subtitles. When he was asked about the one thing he can't forgive. It's short, but check this out. You have to forgive. Yes. Ну не все. А что невозможно Предательство. They ask him what's the one thing you can't forgive, in case you don't speak Russian, like me. Yanni Gavru Peruski. That's all I remember. Piva. Da, yeah, da. Is betrayal. So Prigozhin's plane was shot out of the sky. And the reason I say his plane is because I am absolutely strictly applying the Bongino rule. We really sure Prigozhin's dead? Because Prigozhin, I'm not sure you you understand the history of Prigozhin being declared dead. Prigozhin was declared dead in 2019 in Africa too. Do you know that? Here's his Daily Mail piece. It's in my newsletter today. Read it. It's good. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Quote, Prigozhin better be alive. Wagner fighters threaten to march on Moscow. After Russia claimed the mercenary was on board the doomed plane brought down by bombs smuggled in wine crates. As rumors spread, he faked his death and fled in a second plane. Folks, Bongino rule, 24 to 72 hours before you draw a conclusion on these things. I'm not sure Prigozhin's dead. In 2019 in Africa, if you can go back and look and search engine it yourself, Prigozhin was declared dead too, which is kind of weird because he was still alive yesterday when he was killed again. See, the thing about getting killed is it only happens once. That's why you're killed. You can't get killed twice. This isn't Pet cemetery. This isn't a little gauge running around. He's, 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 he said it right. He bought my shirt. Don't get dead. And maybe it worked. I don't know. I'm just telling you now. I am not sure Prigozhin is dead. We did. There was a Russia shipment, right? Having said that, sadly, whoever was on that plane is definitely dead. Gee, if you would, I mean, this plane was clearly taken out of the sky by a bomb or uh, some kind of surface-to-air missile, but it probably was a bomb, as you can see. Check this out. Yeah. See it? I mean, you can see it going to the ground. This is not a... The, the plane's coming down vertical. You can see the fire and the explosion is clearly in the back of the plane like that. I mean, listen, I'm not a pilot, but that does not appear to be any kind of a natural occurrence whatsoever. You can see the way it just kind of falls to the ground. So... It, again, it's definitely Prigozhin's plane. There's no disputing that. That plane came down. However, are you really sure that's Prigozhin? He was on that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to go that route. But don't worry, folks. Um, 
Biden was all over it yesterday. The kids sniffing, plagiarizing, lying, sociopathic. I finished number one in my class. When I finished at the bottom of my class, I was raised in the Puerto Rican, uh, the black and the Hispanic community, lying woman feeler in the White House. He was all over this yesterday. Uh, you know, World War III could have started yesterday as the Wagner group decides they may want a, a mutiny or a coup on Moscow. Uh, don't worry. He was taking like a spinning class. And he's like, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. I was busy working out. No, he didn't say that. Okay, listen to him yourself. Mr. President, do you have a reaction to the plane crash in Russia? Why would you even say that? Joe. Was that a single? That was a single. We got the backup Motley, too. They can look at each other. Look, they can stare at each other. This guy, I mean, it's almost like a permanent Motley for this idiot in the White House. Why? This is the first time with the two Motleys. Thank you to Stewart for the backup Motley, too. Why would you say that? The entire world is listening as we could be on the cusp again of World War III. And you make an announcement of, hey, I was working out for no one interrupted your workout. So let me get this straight. He's out there. Here he is. He's on his bike. He's spinning like a jackass. And his staff doesn't come in and go, yeah, bro, we got a problem. The Wagner group head just got blown out of the sky in Russia and they're threatening retaliation. Like nobody thought to get this guy's skinny legs off the freaking thing and make a statement. I know Holy nothing. Shit, man. Really? Don't interrupt him. He's in his spinning class. He's in, he, he's in like, he's in round three of his tour de France. What the hell is this guy? Right. Is this guy freaking Lance Armstrong or something. I mean, give me a break, Joe. Oh. Motley one, Motley two. What a man! You got you got hands like feet over there. I'm not much better, so I can't complain. <laughs> Joe totally missed that one. But I went through him like a field goal post, folks. The guy in the White House is a complete train wreck right now. A total, total mess. That's why everyone on the stage last night has got to be deadly serious. It's time for these people to step aside. Man, I didn't get through half the stuff I wanted to get through today. Listen, I got to talk about Maui tomorrow. What else did I miss today? There's a lot of stuff. Something happened on CNN. I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Are we doing questions tomorrow? Yeah, all right. Probably not. Do so. Maybe we'll think about it tomorrow. We'll do it on the fly. If you get in the chat early, if you submit some questions, we'll, we'll think about it. But I also want to talk about tomorrow as well. Trump has some options going forward if he wins. The Washington Times has a good, uh, good, co good coverage of it. Can he self-pardon? What's going to happen with the state charges? A whole bunch of things. Things we've already addressed before, too. But I got a special announcement. Um, listen, I'm going to need you in the chat for a minute here. So listen, um, we, I, I'm thinking of moving the time next week of the show. And it's for a reason, folks. Uh, it runs into the radio show. And yesterday we had a technical mix-up. It was not Rumble's fault. It was a, uh, some kind of Miami meltdown. And everybody in my area went down. So if you can't get online, you can't do the show. And the problem is it's too tight of a window. And I feel like I you know, ripped you off, man. You lost 10 minutes of the show and that's bullshit. Like, you, you know, you come here for me and you wait for me in the 
in the chat. Like, I, I better freaking produce. No excuses, no bullshit. Now, this isn't bullshit place. My fault, my show, end of story. But I can't control the time. And the thing is, the show's become so big with 81,400 people watching now that I really think we should be in prime time. So I'm working on it. I think we're going to move the show. Um, I'm, I'm thinking seven o'clock. Uh, the nice part about it is I have the radio show too, so I can post some of that. So Monday during the morning and the afternoon, you're not without any content. It'll all be original. You can get some of that. So I'm working on it now. But let us know your thoughts in the chat. He is going to read them. I, I, I know you want, but folks, you got to understand, like, it's really hard for me to do that and get all the days. By the time some of you get home and watch the show, some of the news is already dated. And the thing is, if we're going to take on the big boys with Rumble and elsewhere, we got to be on in prime time. I know it's kind of a ballsy move. But the show is for you, and I think it's the right one. So we're working on some stuff right now. I'm not going to leave you without content during the day either. But um, let us know how you feel about it. But I would deeply appreciate it if you all would follow us along. It would matter the world to me. be everything. So thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Join us for the chat. Click that follow button. You'll get notified when we go live. So deeply appreciate your support. You guys and ladies mean everything to me. And thanks for tolerating that mix-up yesterday. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.